Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Swell Shenanigans. I'm your host, Amanda Golka, but you can call me Swell. Here on Swell Shenanigans, we're still figuring out what this is, but I know I love talking about all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. And today is a solo Swell episode, which means it's just me talking to you, my lovely listeners. And if you're watching us over on the YouTube channel, you're looking at my cute face. You're welcome. Can't even finish saying that with a straight face. Okay. So yeah, we're doing a solo episode. I have a uh, guest lined up for next week, but this week timing just didn't really work out. And so we're doing a solo episode. I'm just rounding up a couple of different shenanigans that I have seen over the last few weeks that I just haven't had the chance to talk to you guys about that I'm kind of obsessed with. So I think first and foremost, the most obvious one, uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, love of my life, are engaged. I was devastated at first. Kind of makes sense. I knew it was going to happen at some point, especially after Courtney Kardashian and Travis uh, Barker got engaged. I knew it was going to happen at some point. These two are too buddy-buddy, too buddy-buddy, these two couples, to the point that I knew it was going to happen at some point. It was kind of like, I don't want to say a dick measuring contest, but I knew it was going to be like a, okay, fine. You guys got engaged. And plus, I'm fairly certain weren't Megan Fox and him together first. I know that uh, Travis and Courtney have been friends for years and stuff. So, I mean, that's why the, their engagement didn't throw me off that much. Because I, I feel like at a certain point, if you've known someone for years, like, it doesn't matter how long you're together. If it feels right, it feels right. That's my view on marriage. Like, I don't think there should be a timeline to these things. Uh, but I also would uh, get engaged for like a chicken nugget for funsies and then get a divorce like a month later. I don't care. My my views of marriage are skewed. I'm a child of divorce. I've said before, both my parents have two divorces. I need to catch up. But the thing about Megan and uh, Machine Gun, they truly are proof that you can be too annoying to the point that uh, you're no longer as hot. Though I do find Megan Fox attractive. I saw I saw how it made sense. I don't really find Machine Gun Kelly attractive, just personally. I don't find him attractive. But they are becoming too cringe. Too cringe. I can acknowledge that they're a good-looking couple, but they're becoming so cringe that it's ruining their attractiveness scale in relation to other couples and other famous couples right now. Their whole uh, announcement about how it's like, I proposed and then we drank each other's blood. I do think that was fake. I don't think they actually did that because I think they are just trying to like top each other now, top whatever they've done previously. And the more that they speak about the engagement, the more I'm like, shut up. <laughs> um, so the way that they did the uh, ring and they, he had a whole story about why the ring is the way it did. Um, a very popular a trend among celebrities right now is rings that are of different stones. The two stones are the different size stones or the mismatched stones. I believe uh, Emily Ratajkowski has two different size stones, which I think I actually like hers. Hers, I believe, is the square diamond and then the oval diamond. I like that. That's kind of fun. It's not It's not so traditional, but it's also, I don't want to say simple because I know it's probably worth like a shit ton of money. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. The rings are uh, one diamond and then one green stone, I believe. And uh, at first I kind of, I liked it a lot. The more I was like, oh, that's different. I like that. And then the more I've looked at it, the more I'm like, I don't know. It does, the the color of the green does look kind of cheap. The more that I look at it, it does kind of vaguely look like costume jewelry. But I mean, isn't that the entirety? If there was a term that could be associated with their entire relationship, I think costume jewelry would be the way to, would be like a phrase associated with them as costume jewelry. So I think that that fits. And then Machine Gun Kelly recently said that love is pain and that if she tries to remove the ring, It'll cause her pain. It's not cute. It's not even funny. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, it's so, it's cringe. It's stupid at this point. It's dumb. That's my view of that. 
And I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon. I doubt it that that's true. When you look at the ring, it does look like it kind of wraps around a little bit. So I'm assuming that it's just supposed to, it's probably just uncomfortable to take off. And he was like, oh, I know. I'll tell them that was intentional. Like it's, it's probably one of those things. I doubt there's actually spike. The way that the ring, you can't see me, uh, audio listeners, obviously, but the band of the ring kind of has like little curves to it or not spikes. That's not the right word, but like spirals or swirls that kind of point out. And so I can understand why if you're trying to remove the ring too quickly, that could get it jammed on the skin of your uh, finger and that could cause pain. So I'm assuming Megan tried to take it off to like wash her hands or something. And he like was like, oh, I know what I'll do and told them that that was an intentional design. I don't think that was a real thing. Let's see. So that's that shenanigan. Um, Do I think they'll get married? Yeah, why not? They do seem to genuinely be interested in each other. And so that's nice, you know, be in love, whatever. (laughs) But no, the next shenanigan we are talking about today is the two fans who are suing over Anna de Armas being removed from the movie Yesterday that came out in 2019. Yesterday, I never saw in theaters. I had zero intention of seeing it because I thought the premise was stupid. Apparently, the guy uh, gets in an accident, hurts his head, and then when he comes to, no one remembers the Beatles. The Beatles never existed, so he like re-records their uh, discography. And I'm assuming, I think the point of the movie was to prove that like the Beatles could be popular today. (laughs) In the trailer, and I went back and watched one of the trailers, okay? Because what happened was, and what the lawsuit alleges, is that these two fans each paid $3.99 to rent the movie yesterday because they were fans of Anna de Armas. She was in the trailer and they were led to believe that she was in the movie. So they rented it. She was cut from the final cut of the film. So she's nowhere seen in the movie. And they are suing for a collective class action of $5 million for any other fans who have also been lied to and lost out money trying to see yesterday because of Anna de Armas. So they're not suing Anna de Armas. They're suing Universal, I believe. Let me pull up the actual article because I just find it hilarious. Two fans have filed a consumer protection class action lawsuit alleging what it it terms deceptive and misleading advertising for Universal's 2019 movie yesterday. Considering Universal that year also put out the movie Cats and that started a pandemic. I mean, it's not their most egregious release in recent years, but you know. Connor Wolf and Peter Michael Rosa contend that based on trailers for yesterday that they watched on Amazon.com, they each spent approximately $3.99 to watch the film from the lawsuit. I'm sorry. The fact that it's two dudes makes it even better. <laughs> I genuinely thought some of the most insane Anna Darmas fans that I've seen, I am Anna Darmas updates is a treat in and of themselves on Twitter. I suggest you go watch that. I'm fairly certain they're run by a woman, but I'm not sure. But some of the craziest Anna Darmas fans I've personally encountered have been female. So the fact that these are two dudes, I think is hilarious. Among other deceptions, defendants nationwide advertising and promotion of the movie yesterday represents to prospective movie viewers that the world-famous actress Anna de Armas has a substantial character role in the film. Defendant's movie yesterday, however, fails to include any appearance of Anna de Armas whatsoever. Accordingly, defendant's advertising and promotion of the movie yesterday is false, misleading, and deceptive. De Armas' scene was cut from the film, according to screenwriter Richard Curtis, because she has to play an actress with whom the main character, Jack, feels some mutual attraction, and because Jack is already in a committed relationship with Ellie, the audience didn't like the flirtation with de Armas' character. The film was to use, according to Curtis, Anna de Armas as a complicating factor when he arrived in LA for the first time. And I think the audience 
audience did not like the fact that his eyes even strayed because then some people would go, oh, he really didn't doesn't deserve her. He really doesn't deserve Lily, Lily James's character, Ellie. You know, it's one of those things that where it's some of your favorite scenes of the film, but we had to cut them for the sake of the whole. Interesting. So apparently, okay. So I watched the trailer. I watched one of the trailers. I found this one. This was put on YouTube by Movie Bill. This was published February 12th, 2019. And at a certain point in the film, in the trailer, let me find it. 132 in the trailer or one, gosh, 150 about that. The main character goes to the Late Late Show with James Corden and his co-guest on the show, because there's usually two on James Corden, is Anna de Armas's character, and she was allegedly playing an actress on the show. The trailer, she's in the full trailer, it looks like. She is in, or not the full trailer, a large segment of the trailer where he is basically serenading her on the couch and singing to her, and they zoom in on her face, and she looks all dreamy and romantic, and she kisses his cheek or something, and they cut to Lily uh, James's character, and she looks upset that he is serenading this woman or whatever. And it's like, I mean, I don't know if there was a way they could have cut that to not cut her out. Personally, I would have, it would have been interesting to see. But the fact that audiences were like, does he actually deserve her? Because he was attracted to someone else for a brief moment. I mean, I don't know. I want to know what your test, was this one test audience? I'm very intrigued why they, like what was actually said entirely that they cut her character entirely. But she's in a large swath. She's in a good chunk of the trailer. And so I can understand why they were like, oh, she's in the movie. And then they went to go see it and she's not in it. Now I kind of wonder if they watched the trailer on YouTube or if they watched the trailer on IMDb or if they watched the trailer that plays when you're watching yesterday and she popped up. Because I mean, then they could probably throw this onto Amazon. That could be interesting. Like they could push the lawsuit onto Amazon potentially or like do a countersuit or something. I don't know what else they could do. I mean, I talked to Mike One of Mike, Mike and Oscar. He does have law experience, I believe. He's a lawyer and we were talking about this and he was like, yeah, I don't see this going anywhere. And, but I jokingly was like, what if this changes the landscape, the way that trailers are done for the rest of time? Like if there's no mislead, like Marvel would be out of a job, you know, like how they try how they try to hide spoilers and stuff. But if this, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. But I mean, based on what I've seen of this, tra- if I watched this trailer, I would think she was in the movie. I'll say that. Do I think it worth, it's worth $5 million for a class action? No, I think you just need to, if you really want to complain, go and file a charge with your bank and get your $3.99 back, you know? like <laughs> If you really want to do that. But yeah, I don't think it's worth $5 million. It's It's interesting. What was the other? There was another shenanigan I was going to tell you guys about, and I forgot. Oh, yeah, I remember. We're going to briefly talk about West Elm Caleb and the uh, TikTok-associated hype and internet hype around it. So West Elm Caleb was brought to light on TikTok by a New York woman. She apparently shared a dating story and everyone was like, oh my God, is this West Elm Caleb? Goes back through a bunch of her matches and finds that she did in fact match with this West Elm Caleb guy. Basically the way they know that it's West Elm Caleb is he shares that he works at West Elm as a furniture designer. And so all these women were talking about their experiences with him and all of that. And it's my understanding that nothing he actually did was criminal. (laughs) It just sounds like he's a shitty date, you know, like it's casual dating. It kind of sucks, but it doesn't sound like anything genuinely bad happened. You know, like it doesn't, it's not gaslighting because you didn't get a second date. It's not emotionally manipulative because he stopped texting you back. You know, he's just ghosted you. The end. Some people are taking it far too far. Um, A lot of brands have co-opted it. Ruggable, um, which is a rug company, they did a full promotional ad that I saw that later got taken down sharing none of these rugs were designed by West Elm Caleb, thank God. Ooh, 
It's interesting because West Elm, Caleb, West Elm, he very easily could lose his job over this because obviously the trend is associated with the company's name, West Elm, which is a decor and furniture and design company. I feel like it just got way too insane. And a lot of people have been asking me to speak on it. So I thought I would just do it here. I'm not comfortable making a full video on this unless I'm talking about the fallout and the social media topics around it. Because again, I think this is like the couch guy debate where it's way too intense. Like even I can argue that the response to couch guy is more reasonable than the West Elm response because the West Elm Caleb response, he's not making these videos. He's not actively doing these things. He's not partaking in these. Whereas with the couch guy debate, it was his girlfriend that put out the video and they never took down the video. You know, like it was the response to that was more warranted is not the right words. I don't want to imply that the response was warranted. I think it made more sense, the couch guy response. This is insane. On one hand, I believe that, you know, if women are involved with this guy, they are part of that story and they have the right to share their feelings and that story around that because they are a part of it. Like if I go on a date with someone and it's a bad date, I think I have a right to share about my opinions on that date as with that person that I went on a date with, you know, like it's, we're both a part of an, of an event in time or something like a date, for example, we have the right to speak on that, both of us and our own interpretations of that. But this, this does seem way more hostile. It does seem like these women are, it's not even just the women that are speaking about it. Cause none of them are particular. I don't know it, they're going very FBI about it, which is fine. I mean, they have every right to do so. It's the, it's the people not involved. It's the rest of the internet. And there have been multiple publications, particularly a BuzzFeed article that was speaking about the West Elm Caleb incident and the news surrounding it and their feelings of it. And the comment sections are entirely like, this seems very anti-women. Just say you're a misogynist and go. Like, it was very weird. It's like, hi, I'm a woman. I can criticize the actions of women. And it does not mean I hate other women, you know? And it's like, I, I think that that is something that it, it's not two things can be true at once, you know, and I, I've said that multiple times in these uh, these uh, podcasts this year. And I, I that truly is my approach to things now right now is that two things can be true at one time. They may not be complementing each other, but that doesn't mean they contradict each other. These women can share their stories, but also people can criticize the response to people sharing these stories. Well, not the response or not. I'm not saying just because you criticize the West Elm Caleb trend that has evolved from this does not mean that you're criticizing the women who have these feelings about these dates or how they interpreted these dates. And so it doesn't mean that you're anti-women because you criticize how insane this trend has gone. You know, I think it's okay to criticize, hey, maybe don't make a billboard about red flags about a guy who works at, just happens to work at West Elm. It's very weird, you know, and it's like, I don't know, love bombing is what a lot of people are saying. And love bombing is a genuine tactic. I've experienced it in my own experiences with abuse, not in a relationship, but in a parental figure. It's really confusing and it's really manipulative. And I don't think that it's being used properly in this sense. Sometimes people are being nice or just trying, like love bombing and trying to convince someone to sleep with you. Let's go with that. Or just doing things because you want to sleep with someone or form a relationship with them or whatever. That's that's not the same thing. Let me pull up the actual definition of love bombing actually while we're here. Love bombing is an attempt to influence a person by demonstrations of attention and affection. It can be used in different ways for either positive or negative purposes. Psychologists have identified love bombing as a possible part of a cycle of abuse and have warned against it. Love bombing, for example, for me, it's like I would get into a fight with this person or we'd have an argument and their first response would be to suddenly, oh, let's go to lunch. Let's go get a gift. Let's go do this. Let's do that. 
uh, sending me really, really creepy, manipulative quotes, like artistic quotes that they found on Facebook about uh, the love of a child and a daughter or whatever. Like it was, it's very fucking weird. And there's things like that. And it was just kind of like, in that regard, in my experience with it, it's been a lot of trying to make me feel guilty for having negative feelings about something that happened or something that they did. And it's like, oh, well, they're just doing it because they love you. Or why would you be mad at them? They just love, like, it's, that was my experience with it. I think that someone just going hot and heavy is not the same thing as love bombing. You know, there's, there's a manipulative nature to it that's just past... I just matched with someone on Tinder and or Hinge. I think Hinge is the dating app that everyone's using for this. And uh, he wants to sleep with me. And so he's, you know, buttering me up. I don't think that's the same thing as love. That's just me. Maybe you have a different opinion. Let me know. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and defend West Elm Caleb. I'm not doing that. I don't know this guy. But I do think that it's inappropriate for publications, especially one particular publication posted his full name, not just West Elm Caleb, like his full name. I believe photos of him as well. And then the whole article was just, they just kept linking affiliate links to various West Elm items trying to get money from covering the, the news. What? It's insane. Worm for brains. Okay. Dumb, dumb. Dumb. I think that's where I just need to end this episode. But just, I I don't know. I just think that some of the response to things on the internet, I think everyone wants to be in on the joke. And I think that's where that, that there's the FOMO that leads into things like this. Like the things with Couch Guy, with West Elm Caleb, with a variety of other things where people just take things too far because they want to feel like they're involved in the joke or be on the right side. And sometimes there isn't a right side. Sometimes, again, two things can be true at one time. Women can share their experiences, their collective experiences of dating the same guy or matching. Some of these women didn't even meet him. That's the thing too. Like some of these women were just talking to him and then he stopped responding. And like, okay, then I then I am the LA bitch on Tinder who gets scared and stops talking to people they match with on Tinder. Like, okay, where's my fun moniker? You know, <laughs> YouTube admit. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious though. Like it's, we can say that these women can share their experiences and, you know, criticize this guy that they felt slighted them in some way. And also acknowledge that the internet is, and TikTok specifically is taking things too far and it's not that deep. The other thing that, I, that I've that i seen um, is apparently a bunch of women in the DC area started sharing their story, like a safe dating, like spreadsheet or something of men that they've dated or something like that. And to like warn other women. And some of the things that they've put as red flags is that they had a really fun day and he didn't want a second one or didn't call them back. Like that's not a, that's no, that's just, it didn't work out. Sorry. Like that's not a red flag. That's not a dangerous situation. It's just, you went on a date and that was it. You know, nothing bad happened. It seems she's like, she was the, the post that I read was she seemed to have a really nice time and then never wanted, the guy never wanted a second date. And that was apparently the problem. Sorry. Swipe right on a different person. I don't know. I don't know what to tell people. This is weird. This is, I don't know. This is why I don't date. There's too much minutia. There's too much politics in this shit. It's dumb. Anyway, that's going to be it. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for watching. Again, if you would like to watch any of these episodes, go ahead and check out the Swell Shenanigans YouTube channel link down below. If you would like more of me, I put out a new video every Tuesday on the Swell Entertainment channel. New episodes of this podcast every Wednesday, so be sure to rate and subscribe. And if you would, as always, like to be part of the listener episodes, feel free to send an email to swellshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voice message through the Anchor app. And that's going to be it. Thank you. Goodbye.